today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The federal government has announced that there uh, that there will be 1.6 billion in funding for the oil patch for the West. Um, the West, of course, in a situation where uh, they can't get their uh, natural resources to market, therefore their only market is the United States, and they're buying our oil at a incredible discount because. Uh, they canceled the energy pipeline going to the east and then the Trans Mountain pipeline going to the west to get Alberta oil to Tidewater. Uh, we bought the pipeline, we own it. That doesn't seem to make any difference. And now the federal government has recognized the, the bad shape that the west is in and says we're going to give you $1.6 billion of your money to help them out. Alberta says, we don't want your charity. We're fine, thank you. A lot of pride in the West. They don't want handouts. They want to work for their money. But when they can't get it to market because the government can't get a pipeline that we own built, that's the answer. Not a Band-Aid with taxpayers' money. That's all the Liberals seem to do is just try to spend their way to the next election. And then another government comes in, usually to the right, and trims it all back. That's, that's the cycle in this country, or province. You elect the liberals, let them spend all kinds of money, get us in debt, then we bring the conservatives in to clean it all up. Then we've had enough of the austerity, so we bring the liberals back in to spend all our money again. Then we've had too much of that, we're in the red with the credit card, we've got to bring the conservatives. Let's, can we find a better way? Uh, the federal government, of course, as I said, is going to give this money to Alberta, not the solution they were looking for. Dan McTagg is with his former Liberal MP and Consumer Affairs critic, analyst, GasBuddy.com, to find out more. Dan's with us now. Dan, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, hi, Scott. Good to be here. I, did, did you happen to see over the weekend, I believe it was Evan Solomon interviewing um, the Prime Minister, and he asked him about the pipeline issue and specifically about Energy East. And, and, and it was hilarious because uh, the reporter asked him, is there anything else on the books and referred to the Energy East that was canceled. And, and the prime minister said, well, there's no project there. There's nobody interested in building one of those. Like, it's not as if there's one sitting on the table. <clears throat> Are you kidding me? That's because you killed it. And, and then he, st- he, he sits there on television and says, well, there's no project. There's no, well, there's no incentive to build one. He's removed that. Well, it might explain why today he's uh, his polling isn't looking so good in the Maritimes either, and the disapproval rating is now finally ahead. I think they're waking up there as well to the reality that, uh, you know, you can only uh, fudge this stuff uh, so long before people start to clue into the fact that uh, you're actually hurting their economic futures. And uh, at the same time, um, you know, catering to one region of the country that seems to have no problem with spending the country's uh, wealth uh, through equalization having no trouble dumping uh, sewage into the St. Lawrence, uh, you know, having no trouble uh, bringing in uh, 80,000 barrels of imported oil a day, having no trouble building cement plants that uh, are the most emission-intensive in North America. But that's all okay. Uh, They get a pass. And unfortunately, I think the Prime Minister is playing uh, a very serious and deadly game of chicken, which I think is going to wind up pinching him uh, at uh, at the elections in October. I can tell you people in Ontario do not feel the same way that uh, political elites feel in Quebec about uh, uh, being sanctimonious on pipelines. 
Uh, as you know, I, I don't have uh, a, a lot good to say about the Prime Minister's ways on this. That being said, the Conservative government was in for years prior to that. Why couldn't they get these damn pipelines built? Well, they actually did. They got the Northern Gateway, uh, even after it was rejected by the courts, back on track. Um, they uh, began the process of Energy East. And let's not forget a big one that everyone seems to, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to vilify or neglect. The reversal and the expansion, let me give that word again, expansion of Line 9 Enbridge, uh, not only uh, saw oil come in from Alberta into Ontario, but it all re-extended back to Montreal. So guess what? For all the uh, hoopla and all the uh, song and dance and the jiggle and the, uh, the, the rhetoric and invective, uh, today Quebec is uh, consuming 11% of its oil production is actually heavy Alberta oil, you know, the stuff they hate. So, no, the previous government uh, did do that, and I took uh, uh, the Prime Minister's uh, Principal Secretary on last week and uh, reminded him of a few very simple facts. Um, you know, being a Liberal of 18 years, a guy who got his, uh, cut, cut his teeth uh, working for uh, Justin Trudeau's dad, I was a Liberal, this is not the same group at all. These guys are really, you know, uh, down this garden path of everything to do with clean and green technology, and Frankly, it's not just wasteful, it's harmful, and it's, it's likely to lead to the destruction of the country if this rhetoric and invective continues. Why couldn't the Conservatives get Trans Mountain built? Well, Trans Mountain was being uh, final, it received its final, it was only a, uh, proposed in 2013. By the time it got through the, uh, uh, the end proposal, that is to say that by the time it was approved by the National Energy Board, there was a new government in place. And that new government took about a year to finally say, yeah, we're going to proceed with it. Uh, and as we know, for the past two years, has allowed every sundry group out there to, you know, to basically drag it through the courts and, uh, you know, find ways to protest and all sorts of other wonderful things. And by the way, the federal government was serious about the 4.5 billion bucks you and I are now having to pay for a pipeline that doesn't exist. Uh, they would have already started negotiations uh, with the indigenous people. They haven't even started that. So let's be really honest about this. Justin Trudeau and the federal liberals do not want to build pipelines. It's also why they've made sure they, they passed Bill C-69 and put in all sorts of irrelevant uh, criteria to uh, pipelines being built in the future, which means no future pipeline will be built in Canada. And that's fine, according to the principal secretary and his gang, uh, who come from the Dalton McGinty group that uh, gave you these massive hydro rates uh, in Ontario. They don't want an oil industry in Canada. They'd like to leave it buried in the ground. That is, after all, the mission of the... Uh, of uh, the international NGOs who are uh, looking to shut down Canada's oil industry because they can't do this in any other country. So uh, just getting back to the Trans Mountain for a minute, uh, you said there's no negotiations going on right now between the government and First Nations in regard no, to no, this. No, and they're required to. So they're, they're looking at the other stuff, which uh, uh, Transport Canada is required to do with respect to orcas, uh, you know, self-resident orcas and things like that, but nothing, uh, nothing in the pipes for uh, the real meaningful... Uh, Engagement. I can't think of a term that the federal court justice used, but frankly... Uh, why do you think that is, Dan? Do you think because they're not concerned of the opinion or they're not no. interested in pushing this forward? I don't think they want to push this forward. And I think that uh, the, if they had been interested, they would have followed, I think, the decision, position taken by people who understand this issue very well. That, I guess, would also include the conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, that uh, you proceed uh, with this, an immediate uh, reference the Supreme Court of Canada and begin building. The fact is, uh, these groups are going to hogtie, and they receive millions of dollars in U.S. funding to do this. Uh, the uh, the Moore Foundation, uh, 
uh, tides a number of these organizations. Uh, they're also involved with this kind of weird stuff where they're getting municipalities to launch legal actions against fossil fuels uh, and the damage that's done. Uh, there's a lot of uh, foreign funding of money that is being put towards ensuring that legally uh, we use every uh, they use every avenue at their disposal, including an appeal to the Supreme Court of Canada, which could take two or three years anyways. My point here is simply this, Scott. The federal government should have already referred this to the Supreme Court uh, while getting on the business of building pipelines, but it's not serious. It's really uh, being two-faced about this. At the end of the day, they're really trying to play both sides of the. They're really trying to play both sides of the fence here, and no, trying to trying, trying to make rather than coming truth clean with everybody on what their intention is. They're trying. Oh no, we're going to wait and see and wait until then, just death by delay. Yeah, no, no, it's a death by a thousand cuts. It's no, but it's fundamental dishonesty, and I. It's one of the reasons I don't think it's the same liberal party I belong to. Uh, there is no. It's duplicitous, is what it is. It's trying to be uh, cute to both sides, but at the end of the day, the mission really is to destroy the Canada energy industry. And by the way. That industry is about 14 times larger than the uh, uh, than the uh, renewables and energy industry. Read today a very interesting uh, uh, article in the uh, Financial Post uh, from Philip Cross, uh, you know, with the uh, McDonnell Lurie Institute uh, about what this really means. There is no positive side to the green, uh, the green clean, uh, you know, agenda being pushed in Canada because we've gone over as far as we can. We do have natural gas. We do have nuclear uh, facilities. We have hydro. At the end of the day, uh, we are really killing ourselves. Uh, We've done all the heavy lifting and all the good stuff. At the end of all of this, your federal liberals, along with the new Democrats and the Greens, want to kill Canada's oil and energy sector, and in so doing, rob us of about a third of our uh, of our uh, revenue generation in this country. So we bought a pipeline for four and a half billion. We're now in for one point six billion to give Alberta to help them through this. What? Them, actually. So exactly. Obviously, Alberta's ticked at this. Instead of saying, "Yeah, thank you very much," they're going, "We don't want your money. We want the pipeline built." What does that say? Well, they're loaning them the money, and if they want some money, they have to make it towards green technology. I mean, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to hang up. <laughs> I'm frankly... I imagine I that goes I, over I, I, well I, in the oil patch. Well, it doesn't matter where it is. I mean, the, uh, the automotive industry is responding through government regulation in the United States. The corporate average fuel emission standards, uh, those are bringing down the level of emissions. The world is moving on this. You don't need to bludgeon a part of the country, much less impose heavy-duty carbon taxes on everybody because you want to be trendy and cute and because you fly around the world and have these meetings every year in which you find creative and cool ways to get people really ticked off. Look, if Canada wants to go down this road, it better be prepared for uh, accepting uh, you know, a federation that is, uh, is, has been, is going to be weakened, while at the same time a greater lessening of our standard of living and a whole lot of public anger, the likes of which we saw in France just a couple, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, that's interesting. Um, uh, I found it interesting that the uh, energy minister said uh, this money is to, uh, of course, help with uh, 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 refinancing, not refinancing, but uh, uh, infrastructure and such within the industry, finding new technologies and finding new markets. Well, that's what the pipeline's all about. How can you find new markets without a tanker truck or a tanker on a rail or a pipeline to get it there? Yeah, no money. Are, are there new roads being built to somewhere we don't know of where the oil is going? Maybe a subway. I don't know. Uh, they've got lots of money apparently to throw around. Oil uh, on the subway. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, why not? I mean, the fact is that we have uh, very little in the way of any commitment by the government to actually address the issue. Look, this is really a lot of nonsense and noise. Uh, folks have got to come back to the reality that this is a government that isn't just reluctant to build 
uh, a pipeline. It is absolutely committed not to build one, not to get one built. And they have no trepidation. It's unfortunate they don't come out and say that, though, Dan. Because well, no, then it would leave us all, we wouldn't all have to argue about this. Let's say I'll, I'll do it for them. I've been around this party for a long, long time, 35, 40 years of my life. I served as an 18-year member of Liberal, uh, as a Liberal member of Parliament, several of those as a Privy Councillor. I mean, I have no difficulty telling you this is not the same Liberal Party, and what they're doing is absolutely reckless, and the buck stops with them. Unfortunately, they're using our bucks to pay for their nonsense, and I think it's time that they either fish or cut bait and tell us if they're all about green uh, utopia uh, or whether they're about uh, putting Canadians back to work and uh, advancing our best industries. Uh, I was reading somewhere over the weekend that uh, they were talking to Justin Trudeau in regard to his next election campaign, and I've asked other poli this over the course of the year, whether uh, the Prime Minister can run the same campaign that he did last time and, and win the next election. Uh, he said that he's going to continue to sell uh, the positive vibe and the fear-mongering of the Conservatives. Uh, is Sunny Ways going to cut it this time? Or with things, whether it's truth and reconciliation, whether it's pipelines, there's a lot of fence sitting, but there's a lot of really good uh, kumbaya moments, but nothing seems to be getting done. He sowed the seeds of disunity in this country, the likes of which I thought would never happen. Uh, we thought, you know, 1995 was a brink moment, 1980 was a brink moment. Um, he is bringing back Western alienation. He is uh, dividing uh, and conquering, uh, and that's his way of winning. I, I don't see how he can do that. Now, look, let's be honest about the politics of this all. Uh, the NDP is heading for an absolute uh, phase-out, wipe-out in the next federal election. I'll be, they'd be lucky if they have five seats when it's all said and done. Uh, and that will really be uh, in and around the Vancouver area, which is why they're clinging to this idea that shut down pipelines and to heck with all the labor unions in this country. But that aside... The Liberals' gambit is completely to outflank the Green and NDP to be able to hang on to that 35% of people out there who believe that money grows on trees. And that's how they're going to campaign. That's how they've been positioning themselves for some time. Uh, and they can use any epithet that they want. The fact is that they've basically rekindled something that I thought was absolutely dead, and that's Western alienation, while at the same time creating real divisions within this country as to how one province seems to get every... Uh, uh, all the attention to the, at the detriment to the expense of the other. Here I'm including, of course, the Maritimes. Where's their energy, the 30,000 jobs and economic opportunity that would have gone along with it? It's gone up in smoke because of someone's uh, green pipe green. So I guess if pipelines are not in the uh, future, uh, refineries aren't, aren't an option either. Well, of course not. Why would you? Alberta talked about that, but that's a pipe dream, isn't it? No pun intended. Well, it's not realistic to build another refinery where one yeah. need not needed uh, in Alberta. But even if you were to build one on the coastline, who are you going to sell it to? Oh, we can have this great dream of, uh, you know, uh, you can't get you know, tankers or bands in the area where they would put it in Kitimat. Uh, that's another thing. You have another proposal of a pipeline, uh, the Eagle Spirit, which was also uh, pretty much torpedoed by the decision on C-48 by the same Liberal government to have a, uh, a blanket uh, tanker ban, which is absolutely insane because every other nation, Russia, United States, uses that area to bring their traffic right down into and bring oil to uh, the various refiners along the U.S. West Coast. But that aside, um, no one's really thinking about this. What they're really trying to do is to play for enough time to win a- another election, hope that the NDP and uh, the Bloc and the Green get enough seats so that they can prevent the Conservatives from winning in that uh, process uh, you know, continue down this agenda of uh, dismantling a very vital, important, indispensable part of our economy. 
Dan McTagg has been with us, former Liberal MP and Consumer Affairs critic, analyst, GasBuddy.com. The federal government announcing it's going to send $1.6 billion in relief to uh, the West. Alberta just wants a pipeline. Dan, thanks for the time as always. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, Scott. Cheers. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.